0: Good morning, my fellow puzzle pieces. This is another episode of Practically Biblical. You can find this on many platforms, whatever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. Hopefully I'm one of them. Um, Today I'm going to do something a little bit different. A friend of mine suggested that I do some excerpts of the books that I've written so that you can get a feel for how I write And maybe you'll pick up a copy and begin to read some of these things that God has used me to share the word of God in some creative ways. And this is an excerpt from volume one of Secrets of the Twelve. It's a three volume series so far, but I'm going to start with the prologue and just end right there after the prologue. And hopefully... You want more so I can come back and do another excerpt maybe of chapter one. It gets really exciting right out of the gate. But to set this up, chapter one um, will come maybe a different time. The prologue. I'm going to read the prologue. Secrets of the Twelve, Volume 1, Prologue. Salome was nine months and a few weeks pregnant, but her child was in no hurry to meet the world. Stephen Carper, her baby's father, had driven Salome to the hospital for another checkup. The nurse greeted Salome warmly like every other visit and proceeded to bombard her with questions regarding what she had eaten that day, when she last urinated, and all sorts of personal questions before instructing her to remove her clothing. After Salome had removed her clothing, she slipped into a thin blue gown covered in dozens of white polka dots. Salome had been feeling quite normal. The nurse came back and began to perform the standard checkup routine. Salome did as she was instructed and all seemed well. Meanwhile, Stephen entertained their other son, Stone. Stone in the foyer decided to find lots of things to keep him entertained. Everything was normal except Salone had not dilated one centimeter. It appeared that the baby would be holding off at least another week. Salone was perfectly okay with this waiting game. She had gotten comfortable with the idea of not getting up all hours of the night again just yet. While she was excited to meet her baby boy, she was in no rush to tend to newborns baby cries. The nurse left the room while Sloane moved slowly from the examination table to the floor, easing one foot to the floor at a time, and quickly got dressed. She had already begun to think about what they would have for lunch since the appointment had taken them well into the afternoon. Sloane breathed heavily as she pulled up her jeans. Being pregnant was tiring and exhausting. Just as she was pulling her top over her head, there was a knock at the door. Salome, it's me again, the nurse said. May I come in? Yes, Salome sighed. Let's just check the baby's fluids before you leave, the nurse said nervously as she saw Salome had already put her clothes back on. Then you are free to go, she said. The receptionist at the front desk will schedule your follow-up around this time next week. Unless the baby changes his little mind the nurse said with a smile using baby talk. She was attempting to comfort Salome, but to no avail. Salome was hungry, tired, and ready to leave. So she looked at the nurse and gave her a weak smile, sighed, and proceeded to undress again. This will only take a moment, the nurse said, as she slid out of the room. After Salome was back in the hospital gown with dozens of polka dots the nurse checked her fluids and left the room so that Salome could get dressed again this time the nurse flew back into the room frantically without knocking Salome was puzzled but before she could even ask why she couldn't go home the nurse began to explain you can't go home you don't have enough fluids for the baby to make it another week that little guy has to come out now Salome was completely terrified. She had just pictured herself free of baby duties for another week. To tell the truth, it wasn't the added baby duties that concerned Sloane. She did not like hospitals. Before she had time to question anything, another nurse had entered the room to help prep and move her over to the hospital maternity ward. This was about to happen now. Stephen came into the room with Stone and stood in shock. He's coming now? Stephen asked. Salome wasn't sure if he was talking to her or the nurses, but she nodded her head. Yes, he's coming now, Salome replied. Hours of labor had gone by before Salome even dilated one centimeter. She had to be induced to get the baby moving. Early the next morning, January 7th, 1998. Salome, Stephen, and Stone welcomed the newest member of their family, Syl Carper, to the world, but Stephen was very proud of Salome, very proud for helping bring the new baby into their family life. She had a rough time delivering Syl, but she had done it again. Stephen called their families to announce the arrival of the newest addition to the Carper family. After all the excitement was over, Stone spent the night with his grandparents, and Salome got some much-needed rest. Later that morning, while the sun was still hiding, Stephen held Syl in his arms. Out of the corner of his eye, Stephen saw a flash of light, a glow that faded from Syl's right hand. He blinked his eyes a few times and imagined he was just tired. Upon further inspection, Stephen saw an odd-shaped mark above Sill's right wrist. And this is important because two years ago, when Stone was born, Stephen remembered holding him and seeing that exact flash of light. Additionally, the same mark was also on Stone's right wrist. What is going on? What are these strange marks, Stephen wondered. Stone still had his mark. Salone thought it was just a birthmark. Somehow these two boys were connected, and not just because they were brothers. Stephen held his son and stared at him with curiosity and amazement. He didn't want to alarm Salone, after all. He didn't tell her about the first time he saw that flash of light with Stone. And now would she even believe him? When he made the comparison with Sill, with Salone, panic, little time to decide was in their corner what to do before these words flashed across his mind like writing on an open wall. Stephen looked up and on the hospital wall, he saw these words. Only God can keep them safe and only God knows the source of their light. That is the prologue. And we go into chapter one, but to hear chapter one, maybe um I'll come back and do an, an excerpt of chapter one but uh you can always get the book volume one on amazon or my website at puzzled the number two purpose.com puzzled to purpose.com and I apologize uh it is early in my reading <laughs> I stumbled over a couple of words but I promise you will enjoy the entire series so don't hesitate to pick up and find out what's happening with the carper family, Sill and Stone, the two sons, that strange birthmark or flashes of lights that uh, happened when each of the boys were born and see how it's all connected. All right, God bless and remember your peace matters.